Thank you, everyone, for showing up for the podcast and set. My guest this week is, of course, Mr. Alex Fernie. Hello. Thanks for having me. Well, thanks for being here. Mm-hmm. Pleasure. Uh, now, you and I kind of know each other. Yeah. Really, only just kind of. Yeah, kind of. I feel like we've kind of known each other for like a decade, too. <laughs> like <Right>. con- constantly <laughs> kind of knowing each other. Because I, I remember what, what little I know about you Good. is you came to L.A. with Convoy. Yes. Correct? Yeah, that's right. So you guys were kind of preformed. Kind of, yeah. We all went to college together, and, and we kind of, part of the plan was to, uh, you know, um, move out here and do stuff together. And where was that moving from? Uh, we all went to school in Poughkeepsie, New York, at Vassar College, um, and uh, uh, Todd Passon was a year ahead. He moved out a year before us, and uh, then Alex Berg and I drove out the next year. It's funny to me that you would move to like from New York to L.A. to start doing that when it was already happening in New York. Yeah, the plan was always like because I well I, I wasn't I, a friend of mine um, uh, convinced me to come out here. I was always kind of by default going to go to New York and not even for any comedy reason. I was like, I'll probably like go back to school and uh, I studied history. Um, and then a friend of mine convinced me my uh, uh, junior year. He's like me and Alex Berg. He's like, you guys should come out to L.A. and we'll try to you know, write together and perform together and stuff. I was like, okay, I'll give that a shot, um, kind of arbitrarily. And then it worked out did. pretty well. You guys came out, if, if, I, if I know my history right, you came out and you tore up the cage match when you got here. And we did cage match, at, uh, yeah, we did cage match at I.O. for a long time, um, and then we did cage match at uh, UCB for a long time. For 44, 45 weeks? Yeah, somewhere around that, yep. yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a pretty good run. That's pretty good. That got you a, sh- a show over there? Yeah. Yeah, we got, you know, it was early, early UCBLA, so we were lucky that there were shows to get. Um, and we did Cage Match for like a year. Um, and then uh, they gave us our, our, our Thursday show that we still do every week. Right? Yeah. All right. That's everything I yeah, know about well, Alex Bernie. Not bad. <laughs> pretty, pretty good. You, say you studied history in college? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's one of those. It's like it's like, and and you went into comedy. Yeah, it's yeah. I think. Uh, what else? You, I mean, you, you, I guess you become a teacher. You teach. Uh, I guess a lot of people go into law. That was never on the on the on the horizon for me. Um, I don't. I just was fascinated by it. So it was you know one of those, you know, uh, you know, nineteen and being like, what do I like doing? And I'm also at Vassar. It's, I'm not going to learn like a trade. Right. Um, and uh, so I was you like... You said that with some disdain. Well, you know, I love that college, <laughs> but like, you know, I wasn't working with my hands. Right. You know, like, it wasn't a lot of like, let's take apart a car. It was a lot of right. like, okay, well, this class is the philosophy of aesthetics. Um, and uh, like, I just loved it. I still love history. It was, and I, I actually think that I'm very happy I did that um, because it kind of gave me a... Uh, a, a foundation and a base that when I started doing comedy and, and writing and stuff wasn't just the snake eating its own tail of comedy on comedy on comedy. What are your favorite like historical things you like you keep you like to revisit or that stay in your mind um, that struck you so? I am a uh, I, I I will read anything about Bobby Kennedy. Um, I am uh, fascinated by the the turn of the 19th into the 20th century in America. Uh, I study a lot of uh, American uh, history. I really find that fascinating. Lately, I've been kind of just, uh, I guess, like passively reading about and trying to learn more about like the you know 1850s. Uh, I, I wrote my thesis on the Mexican-American War, and I didn't know much about between that and the start of the Civil War. And so I've been just reading a lot about your James Buchanan's, your Franklin Pierce's, fascinating people, you guys. 
Franklin Pierce, horribly depressed because his son died like a month before his inauguration, never recovered. James Buchanan, probably our first gay president and also a terrible president. Really fascinating stuff. No, that's funny because that reminds me, I was, I was walking my nine-year-old daughter home from school yesterday uh, and her teacher, who I, who I, I, I just met, was like, you, you, your daughter just recited the Bill of Rights and all the presidents in class. And I was like, one, I don't know that. <laughs> it's like, I, I know some of the bill. I mean, I, I, I know the you gist. You get the gist, I get yeah. the gist. But all the presidents in order, I was like, and I was, I was walking home going, yo, Melita, that's my daughter's name, Melita. Like, name the presidents. And she says, well, George Washington. Apparently, she, she, she has some song that she picked up. From, yeah. I think it was Dirkus and Fern. Not Dirkus and Fern. No, okay. I don't think so. No, yeah. She, yeah, she wasn't watching your show. We're <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, huge with nine-year-olds. <laughs> Phineas and Ferb. Oh, yeah. They had some song, apparently. I think they listed all the presidents, and she had it just memorized. That's incredible. And so I was, I was like, list all the presidents. She's like, well, George Washington. <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then she did the next one, and she just went through all the fucking presidents. And I was like, I, I was really just like, I don't know that. Yeah. And you're nine. That's amazing. I don't know if I ever, I could, I could probably, out of order, give you most. But I, I, bet, I, bet, I bet I'd get up to, like, high 30s, but I wouldn't be able to do all. There's always, like... I know, you know four. Yeah, you, you, four you don't have to think about Rutherford Hayes. Who cares about Rutherford Hayes? He's not a good one. <laughs> she was saying names, and I was like, "That guy was the president." <laughs> I have no idea who that was. That's one of those weird names. It's like, yeah. oh, Milford, someone or sounds Mil- like Milford. Uh, Millard Fillmore. Millard, Millard Fillmore. Yeah. There you go. Mi- Milford, someone is a better president name. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's my guy then. When I was briefly in college, I did two years of my undergrad, mm-hmm. I chose to be an English major. Sure. Uh, just because it was what I was worst at. Yeah. Uh, Give yourself a challenge. I was like, yeah, I was just like, I'm terrible at this, and it seems like you should be good at it. Yeah. Uh, so I did, I did that for two years. Uh, I don't know if that, that still, it serves me. Yeah. Just because to, to, to me, my thinking was the, and education is living. It's all, you know, how can you best express yourself? Yeah, and understand the human condition. I think history is a similar thing. It's just like, there's nothing we can learn from history. <laughs> yeah, well, how could we apply that to our, our current lives? <laughs> uh, it's, it's it is interesting. Like I think that when when we first when uh, Alex and, and Todd and I first moved out here and we started doing stuff at I.O. and we were all, all you know 22 or 23 or whatever, um, and, and we started doing cage match. The the rep that we got at I.O. was that, like, oh, well, they're, they're, like, they're smart. They're smarty pantses. And, like, literally what that rep came from is we would just say Rutherford B. Hayes. Like, we, it, was like it, was, right. it was a parlor trick. It was just, like, I can <coughs> say these things and reference them. Um, and, like, the specificity of it, I think, you know, tricked people into thinking we're smarter than we are. Um, and it really is just because, like, you know, th- there is a certain interests outside of improv or comedy always serve everybody well. Yeah, but you guys are some smart guys, too. I mean, it's like, I mean, you're saying that like, yeah, we're, we're not really smart. We're dumb. Uh, we, we, get uh, more, we get more benefit of the doubt than I think. I mean, like, most of our scenes are about, like, you know, Berg's a fart monster, and, and you know, <laughs> like, 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 that's still a ton of what we're right. doing, and then you drop in one like Sacco and Vanzetti, and they're like, whoa, highbrow. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That reminds me. This is, this is a, a story I've, I've told before, but just as far as like a reference like that used to throw me so hard when I was starting. Uh, when I just kind of, I still sucked. I remember in the freeze tags because the shows used to end with freeze tags mm-hmm. in Chicago. 
No Gregoropoulos would always come out. If I could do freeze tag, I could, I could a position, I'll say something, yep. I can get in tonight. Uh, but he used to always, as soon as I got out, he'd you know, freeze and he'd come out and he'd tag the other player out. He'd be like, well, if it isn't the Secretary of Interior <laughs> under Eisenhower, and I would just freeze. Yeah. Because I was like, I have no idea who that is. I don't know what they sound like. I don't know what they, and I would just, he would torture me for weeks <laughs> with that until I finally lost my mind. I just lost my mind one night. I was so pissed off at it. I heard him coming, heard him say freeze. I mean, here comes some weird fucking political, God damn it. And he said, he, he said something like, well, if it isn't the Secretary of Labor under, you know, Fillmore. Uh, and I was like, yeah, how you doing? You want a beer? <laughs> In my mind, I was like, I don't know who the fuck that is, but whoever he is right now, he's having a beer. Yeah. And he sounds and looks just like fucking me. <laughs> uh, which to me was a great lesson. It's yeah, that's like, a it's spectacular like, lesson. You don't have to know it yeah. to play it. I, I still think that there's like the, uh, when, I, when I teach, I feel like a lot of times you get those questions of like, what do you do when you just don't know something? Um, and like the, the, the two things I kind of always say is one is you only ever need to know three things about anything. Like, you know, like you will never be called upon to be like an expert on anything. And two, like uh, I, I tend to go, you know, like the way my brain works is if I stumble into a show and there's something I just flat out don't know, which, which happens frequently, like Alex Berg is all science and just wants to talk about crustaceans all day. And uh, that's not my interest base at all. Um, but like I always tell students, it's like, well, okay, like just pretend you know everything, do the best you can, and then when someone does that to you, go home and look it up. We have Wikipedia now. Like there's no excuse to not know it. So right. it's the second time where you have to feel like an asshole. The first time, right. absolutely not. But the second time someone references that same thing and you're like, I don't know what it is, and I'm like, okay, now you're the prick. Um, the first you, time you should have gone home and learned it. Yeah, you should have gone home. Wikipedia is a wonderful thing, even if it's full of lies. It's funny at this. At the same time, like a, a way I deal with not knowing about something is that me not knowing it is as legitimate a point of view yep. as someone knowing it. So if I'm told, if there's a reference I don't know, and I just start playing, say I play that guy as a drunk yeah, for no apparent reason, it's like, well, that's what it, that's what it made me think. That's my perception. So that's like, cause I think like, I, and a lot of people will wind up connecting with that because there's like, I don't know who the fuck that is either. Yeah. And I like that he's drunk and farting, so... Yeah, I'm into uh, it. Good times. Yeah. <laughs> and it's all, you know, it's, it's, a, it's then becomes a choice, you know, like if, if every scene is the second draft of whatever thing was written down, then it's like, yeah, that was the perfect, you know, that's the thing that we're going to use. Like, we made that on purpose and we made that work. And anyone who's a good improviser isn't going to go like, ugh. Drunk farting Millard Fillmore. He would <laughs> never. <laughs> he oh, was our shortest on, president. Millard Fillmore definitely is a farter. He was, I believe, known. Millard Fillmore? He was a bit of a fop. That was what he was known as. Yeah, he wore fancy green suits around Washington. <laughs> All right, but I mean, I, I, was, I, I really like the idea that uh, I remember like just like not knowing. So, like, I think everyone comes to the table basically with enough. Yes. Right. And mm -hmm. it's like, like, I don't have to know uh, everything that someone else knows to be able to play with them. Yeah. Uh, all I have to do is, you know, be me because I'm enough. And if I don't know it, I will represent that. Yeah. And that's, it's, it's sort of like, like in, in a democracy. I think one of the things that's, that's failed across our country is people not representing their own interests. Mm -hmm. sure. uh, just like so much of the, and I don't want this to get overly political, but like so much, oh, I would say like the extreme right is just mm -hmm. like, we don't want, we don't want no government handouts. Yeah. Right? We just want our stamps. Mm -hmm. 
in our, you know, they list a bunch of fucking yeah. handouts. It's like, you don't know who, why, what vote, you don't know what you're voting for right now. Yeah. Uh, yeah I, I think there's a, like that idea of, you know, knowing, you know, ev everyone brings their own thing and their own perspective to it. I, I feel like w when you're teaching improv or when you're working on it, like a, a good chunk of someone's like uh, improv education is convincing them that what they know and who they are is what they should be doing. Like every one one is full of big, broad moves <clears throat> that are general and fear that pulls them in. And, and it's all about like pulling that out of being like, no, no, you and I know different things and we have different experiences and that's why it'll work. And if we try to pretend that we don't, then we're going to do a bunch of scenes where it's a doctor going, what's a bone? You know, like, and that's not going to be funny. Like we want to see those specific uh, uh, points of view because that's the only way I can really like, you know, to go to the, like the only way to truly yes and is to interpret whatever you did through my lens. Um, and I think that is like tons of, you know, 101 or 201 or level one or level two of just, it's so hard to sometimes convince people of that because they just want to do what they think should be done instead of what well, they feel. I, I, we both run into this, I'm, I'm sure all, all the time. Which is like the I always say, it's like a person becomes a worse improviser the minute they decide to try and become an improviser. <laughs> yeah. Uh, whereas they, they were better probably before they decided to try and get better at it, mm -hmm. uh, and then they start trying to be something that they're not. Yeah. It's like like you're not really trained in all this yet, so don't worry about it. So don't try and be something you're not. You know, th th I think that th that's where the phrase like you get in your own way. Or you're in your head, which means, which means your conscious mind is focusing on something it shouldn't be focusing on, uh, as opposed to just like listen and yeah. react, and you'll almost always be right. Uh, and and for right now, whoever you are, you will be right because you can't be more than you are yeah. right now. Absolutely, like yeah, that 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 thought of like if if you're listening and you're honestly reacting, like it's impossible that that's wrong. The, Worst case scenarios, you've misheard something, and then that ends up being a gift anyways. Well, the thing is, you might listen, react, and discover that you're a sexist, mm -hmm. yeah. right? Mm -hmm. I just like I'm, I'm, you might react honestly. It's like I, th th that actually happened to me when I was early in my training. I was in a class, <laughs> and I was just listening, and like tr I was trying to. It was a boyfriend girlfriend scene, uh, and I was trying to win this yeah. the scene, and I wound up coming across as sexist, which was it was very the scene was funny. But I was kind of like, came off that scene, kind of like, they were la that was laughing at me. Yeah. That was, that was, I was, I'm kind of a sexist. <laughs> I should probably work on that a little bit. It was one of the ways that improv can reveal you. Sure. Uh, and, and be instruct, and be instructive. Mm -hmm. uh, and then why didn't you change that about yourself? All right. You see, <laughs> you see that there's a plus side to every, <laughs> every cloud is a silver lining. Uh, but yeah, that's I mean, teach. Now I was, cause, cause I would imagine that you're similar, e even though we come from completely different places. Mm -hmm. You're similar in the sense that you approach it formally. Like I'm very, I mean, I mean, I will boil it down to it's it's all who you are. Because there are anyway, it's funny because at, at the same time, I would say we are in one way similar. To be more fair, that we're we approach it formally or more, more mathematically. Yeah, I think and so. unfortunately, when you say something like that. People tend to pigeonhole you as like, well, that's what you do. Yeah. But then I also go all hippie at the other end and be like, no, 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 who are you? That's all you need is who yeah. you are and stay true to that and work on that. Uh, but you seem to be 
of a similar sort. Yeah, I think I'm, I think I kind of have an analytical brain, which I'm sure lends itself to to that side of it. Um, and I think I think it's probably similar to what you're saying, where like it, the the way I, I approach it and the way I, I teach tends to be fairly analytical, but with no straight up right answers. You know what I mean? Like it, like I normally give a spiel when I'm teaching a class on the first day of class about how. Anything I say or anything I it, it really I think any teacher anything I'm trying to give to you isn't trying to really change the comedian or the improviser you are, but rather be something that you can use to be the improviser that you're going to be or that you want to be. Because I think sometimes students interpret teaching in a way that is like, oh, that's trying to make me into something I'm not, and sometimes they embrace that, and I think that is damaging. And sometimes teachers present themselves as that, being like, you know what, I don't like. <laughs> What you do, and so let me change that fully. And and I, I think that uh, I think that probably is what I was saying. Like, yeah, find who you are, and what you do is that sort of key of that of being like anything I say. If I'm you know really leaning on game in a class, or if I'm doing a form or something, it's all in the service of you know if it's a coaching a team, the team, or if it's individual in a class of like okay, great, you know, making what you do easier for you and better. You know, not changing it. Um, and I think that normally is how I play, uh, approach it. I also tend to push uh, probably too hard against, and this is also my brain, like uh, like the, the, the magic language of improv I never like. Uh, and now like I'll, I go so hard against the sort of, like uh, I'll, I'll, I'll go to bat telling people that like I don't believe group mind is a thing. Uh, and just because I think the terminology sometimes becomes mythic and then it becomes not useful. So like what it describes is such a useful idea, but at a certain point it drifts up and then it's up this thing and then I can't note you on it anymore. And the idea of game gets there and people get so afraid of it and all I'm trying right. to say, it's just what's funny, just do it's, what's funny, do it's, what's real. It's, it's funny because that, 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 that sort of thing, it's like I, I've always said for, you know, for years, like I, I don't like the word organic as it's used in improvisation even though it's a perfect word mm -hmm. to describe improvisation because it means tiny, small steps because yep. that's what organic growth is. But it has the connotation in improv of something happening without you doing anything. Yes, yeah. Uh, and that's what, what you think. Mean, when it, something becomes the myth rather than, no, here's the function of it. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's small steps. And it's like, I'm, I'm sure we're very similar in the fact that it's like, I also hate the fact that like it's it's either like well you're either mathematical or you're all just love and support <laughs> yeah and I was like well actually you can be both yeah. it's like the the math and the form and the lessons that's the training because I really don't think like we're not telling people how to do it we're telling people how to how to work on thinking about it we're telling people how to how to train so that the best like you were just saying so that the best you mm -hmm. is shown. Uh, I call that like we're, we're, we're training our reaction. I'm just trying to train your basic reaction to something. I want it to be more informed by a bunch of lessons. Yeah. But I don't want to change your basic reaction. I, I, want you, I want your brain to have those lessons in there so that when, you, when you're given a stimulus, your brain fires across those lessons as well and gives you the best it can, which is, by the way, you right now. Yeah. Uh, One of the, uh, 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 have you had uh, Mary Holland on this, in this show? I've I've played I I, I haven't talked. You should have her. I, I think uh, I think she would she would not uh, uh, admit this, but she's uh, she is one of my favorite improvisers uh, in the world to watch, and I think she's a, a a perfect example of that of who Mary is, 
uh, is exhibited in every move she makes, every line she says. Uh, and I think this is what she would deny. But I think she's got the, the such a sharp brain of the math of it as well and, and, and the timing and when this needs to go where and blah, blah, blah. And I think she'd poo-poo that, but I, I, she has it. Uh, and she, and it's, she's such a wonderful sort of nexus of those things where what Mary does, uh, no one else can or should do. Uh, but it's not just this force of nature with like, you, when you play with her, you don't just have to deal with Mary, you know? Right. She's still serving that scene and she's still serving you as a scene partner. And if you're doing a form, she's great. You know, she's going to help right. you with that sort of thing. And it, it's really like such an Im Im impressive skill to have that voice and that comfort in your own voice. Uh, and that ability to not just be like, by the way, my voice trumps everything else, which is right. where people sometimes run away with that too. What that makes me think of is a player who like, I, I, I wouldn't suspect a player who's like you're describing to be a teacher right now. They might, yep. but because what, what that strikes me as is someone who's good. Yeah. Right. I can remember being good. I was good by the time I was about 28. Uh, but I wasn't a good teacher. Mm -hmm. I was just a good player. It took me years to figure out how to how to break it down. Years and years of that shit. Sure. Whereas that's someone who's just a good player. That reminds me exactly of Heather. Because mm -hmm. right? Heather, when we played, she's like, don't ever talk to me about improv. Right? Yep. Because she was, it's funny because we play almost identically. Uh, except, I mean, she doesn't know anything of... <laughs> Of of my thinking, yeah, on improv because she, I mean, because she doesn't need. She got there like a player like Mary got there. Like, no, I just did my time. I did all these places. I put the years in, and now yeah. I'm a great player. And I don't want you to put me in my fucking head by yeah. talking about it. Make me doubt uh, it because they're all they're already a good player because they've they they put in the hours. They played with enough people. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because like because I, I would say something to Heather, and she, she said, oh, I don't want to talk about. It. I was like, but you do exactly. <laughs> you you make the exact move that I would make. Uh, yeah. What's so fascinating about RNC good players like that? It's just like the the most impressive thing to me is the ability to to just sort of immediately drop and change direction. Mm -hmm. As, as opposed to, all right, I, I'm, I was kind of going this way, but I'm still listening hard enough to where, nope, now I'm going this way. Sure. Uh, so no one's no one's left alone. No idea gets passed over. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. The that uh, you know, if it's, I think a lot of the same improv ideas get just different titles and taught in different ways. But like, you know, that is one of those things I think a lot of times students struggle with with the idea of game the way UCB teaches it, uh, which is. Uh, I, I think that is a word that is approaching that cloud up there where it's no longer useful um, because people start to see here like, okay, find the game and they hear the game and yeah. subconsciously they go, that means there is a correct game, uh, which is an insane idea. Like, like that's like as if you walk out on here and like the, the gods of improv are like, ah, right. oh, we've hidden it, find it, you know, like, right. and like it's, 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 it's not that it's, 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 it so annoys that. me that like, I, I, I've heard from different people, and I've heard the thoughts. Like, cause to me, like the game of this, like you know, there is no game of the scene. Eh, fuck you. Yeah, there is. Yeah. There's a game in every in, in every scene that's comedic. Yes. If you show me a comedic scene, I will tell you what the game of that fucking scene is. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't care what kind of scene it is. I will be able to identify that's the game of that scene. But you're right. It, it's become a, a term that 
people are like, oh, the game. I don't do that. Yeah. And I was like, oh, really? You don't do that? You don't you, you don't make comedy? <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, and I don't. I don't play games. I just play. Or, I, I I play organic. Yeah. Play, yeah. Like, Scenes right. play through me. Yeah. I don't do them. I'm. I'm, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm so glad you built your environment for a minute before deciding something was <laughs> fucking wrong in that scene. Because uh, that's where the game came in and that's where the comedy started. Yeah. Um, and that's funny because the game, to me, all goes back to, like, sort of on the, on the family, what we realized was we, we, we were learning to get your who, what, and where. So you, mm-hmm. who are you? Where are you? What's basically going on? Someone will eventually misspeak or something and then you, there it is, and you build the game around that. We sort of figured, wait a minute, if you just start with there's something wrong. There's the game. <laughs> yeah. And then you can use those other things to heighten the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, game, to me, game is easy and to ignore it is, is, is stupid because basically it's like there is no game. Yes, there is. That's just, if, if you play organically and, and you do more character stuff and you play really character and in that scene, at the end of that scene, allow me to point out what the game of that scene was. Yeah. Because I can. Uh, it's like almost the thing I, I, I've said. It's like I, uh, it's like like to me, I can see all mm. scenes as one of like three or four basic scene types, right? And people are like, "Well, I don't do that." I'm like, "Well, yes, you do. Uh, you, you don't have to understand it the way I understand it. But the fact is, you can put any scene in front of me, and I will tell you how it is one of yeah. these four basic types." Mm-hmm. Uh, I think sometimes people bump on that sort of stuff because they fear that it's prescriptive. They fear that it's, like, it, it, they it hear... It feels limiting. Yeah, people hear, oh, there are four basic types of things, and then <coughs> what they interpret that as is, that's all I'm saying you can do. Like, you know what I mean? They hear it as this sort of, like, box instead of being like, no, no, that's... There, there's a reason, you know, if you, you can go back to, okay, man versus self, man versus man, man versus nature, right? Like, you can put most stories into that. Uh... uh that doesn't mean that we should stop writing novels. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, I think that just helps you have this framework. It's one of the things, again, that I like with that idea of game is it helps me be myself and helps me be creative because now I have a, a, some sort of uh, a sense of a, of a direction. And then I get to be the unique person that I am a face with the unique person that I'm doing a scene with instead of both of us doing that sort of thing you see a lot with maybe uh, people uh, more starting out with that that fear of right the the, the wobbly amoeba scenes they're just sort of like well we, yeah but you guys I'm not a wobbly amoeba <laughs> yeah. how can I do it does this seem like a good scene but again like that. all that analysis all that teaching is just like look this is just understanding yeah I don't think about any of this shit when I play you know I was I was again I was a decent player 23 years ago so I don't I mean I don't think about that. I'm just trying to convey to you what it is. It's like, here's stuff that's out there. And along with your thing, I was like, sort of like, yeah, there's one math. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean, <laughs> yeah. it doesn't mean we've exhausted math. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I, I think I consciously use, like, like you're saying, like yeah, if I'm doing a convoy show, or if I'm, I'm playing with like, you know, puzzles or semi later or something, I'm not doing tons of, you know, really thinking about improv rules. If, if, if at all, like maybe back when on my Herald team days, like going to a second beat, I'd think about it. But, like I do consciously think about it when writing, um, and that stuff, and thinking about improv in that way, and doing improv in that way, uh, has like helped force me to become a writer because that is something that is, you know, it's so much in here and out, and you don't have another person to help build it, and it's immensely helped me uh, a- 
as a writer to be able to think about the stuff that I feel like I was taught or I figured out on the stage and then work that into comedy scenes. Like I, I, that's been uh, invaluable to me in, in, in that regard in a way that I didn't maybe when I started out think would be. Like I, I wasn't, that wasn't my goal. I wasn't gonna be like, I'm gonna then interpret this through writing and I'm gonna fall backwards into that. It was just sort of a thing that ended up happening. So from, from as far as like sketch, like when I've written sketches, it's the opposite. I, I was an improviser, so I would just basically, all right, just say something. And I would just say something, all right, and, what's, who, and who says the next thing? I would, basically, yeah. I'm just like, say, all right, if, if say this is the opening line. What, what happens next? Happens. Well, this, and this, mm -hmm. and this, because it's, it's all in the opening line. Yeah. All I have to do is react to it and, and build, but it's, 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 the, it's the lessons of, of improv. It's funny, as far as thinking, I didn't really let go of thinking on stage until me and Heather started our, our cage match run. So that meant I'd been improvising for about Good 25 years yeah. uh, without taking in my own lesson. I was, you know, kind of took it in, but I was, just, I was like, but I was also able to think and play at the same time. But I remember it was this kind of, I've told this story plenty of times. It's, it's a, it's, I think it's a good, it's a, a good lesson, uh, which was we, she calls me to go to this cage match, right? And it's, it's a Wednesday night at fucking yeah. 1130 midnight. Mm -hmm. And I got two kids and a wife and I just finished teaching. I'm exhausted when I get there. I remember I tell, told her, I'm like, look, we're pretty, you know, I didn't expect to win at all anyway. And I, I was just like, look, I'll, I'll, I'm exhausted, so I'll, you know, I'll play, but I'm not going to try. <laughs> Which meant I'm not going to think, because to me, trying was thinking. Yeah. But playing, no, I'll, just, I'll just say whatever the fuck, because I'm too tired to think. Uh, and it worked. Yeah. Yeah, and, that's funny. And I, it, I had to do that like three or four weeks. Each week I'd show up and be like, again, like, I'm sorry, I'm too tired to fucking try. So I'm just going to play. We're probably going to lose this time because I'm not going to try. Uh, and then eventually I was like, oh, that's right. The lesson I teach, I should probably yeah. fucking finally learn. Yeah. Uh, it's so comfortable, doing. so comfortable to think, yeah. so comfortable to think you can get something. And, and it's funny, as soon as I stopped, I was like, I was like, oh, there's so much more on stage. There was so much more on stage than I realized while I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Shoot me. <laughs> All right. Any questions out there for Alex? I bet there are. There's one right there. Right there. People talk all the time or sometimes about what types of improvisers they are or what types of improvisers are the people they play with. Like, you may talk about Berg and, and in conversation, you know, blah, 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 you know, from the type of improviser he is. Or you may say that about Heather. People talk robots, ninjas, pirates. Do you both, I guess, um, w what do you think about that, the, the classification of type of improviser? Have you ever thought about yourself that? What are your, what are your thoughts on that in general? My my thought on that is like that that um, robot ninja uh, pirate thing specifically that I, I think came from Billy right is that Billy thing um, is like uh, again like so much in 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 improv is a thing that started out as just an attempt to be descriptive that then people took and made prescriptive again you know what I mean there became that sort of like well we, here's these three blocks and we have to yeah. jam you in instead of being like no way Billy was saying that. Um, I think in general, probably like, uh, you know, there are, I, I play differently with convoy than I do with puzzles, uh, than I do with, you know, uh, semi lady a bit, I think. And I think people probably have general types, but I think sometimes people think too hard about what that type is, you know, like I'm not going to be a huge character guy, but that doesn't mean I won't play characters all the time. I'm going to veer towards often like high status and, and, and straight main, but that doesn't mean that's, that's all I can 
do. But you play characters because I mean that's one of the things I've told like s some students here because they, they they get caught up or intimidated by say the game at UCU, right? And I'm just like, don't. It's like, look, look at their best players. L look at Fernie. Do you think he's not playing his characters? It's like maybe you're not doing. I'm a huge butt. It's like no. But the Did person you say I'm a huge butt. Is that what you said? I, I, I didn't. I didn't say anything. I, Good I, character. I, Write that down. I, or I'm a huge butt. I'm That's a, huge a strong butt. initiation. Uh, <laughs> but you play all your characters. It's it's more subtle, but no, that's all it has to be. Yeah. It's like he's playing his characters. They're all playing their characters. Woods, Zach Woods is a guy that I would point to as that of like like the more you watch Zach Woods, I think the more you realize that he's doing. Um, and not in a flashy way, you know, he, but he, the dude's just so smart and he's so funny, uh, uh, it certainly helps. And then, but he's so invested in the scene that even if he's kind of Zach Woodsy always, like whatever he is in that scene is what he is. Cause he's listening, he's responding and he's, and he's doing that thing. And I think people sometimes will go like, okay, well let's look at him. Uh, and then let's look at Drew Tarver. Um, and they play very differently. And I think there's a temptation to corral them into separate things, but there are things that they do that really overlap and that, that are the same thing. And that overclassification sometimes can prevent people from maybe seeing that. Maybe that's the thing. This is interesting. This is, I think it's the first time I've thought this, which is maybe the, because I'm, I'm like, say a player who isn't a big character player, but they're so committed to being in the moment and mainly just not being them, mm -hmm. right? It's not them in the moment thinking. It's sort of them as whoever they're supposed to be Maybe if they're just committed enough to that, that's what I as audience can buy into. Yeah. You say, I, I buy into that guy's not that guy right now. He's the guy in the scene. Mm -hmm. And that's enough for me. Uh, that's always weird to me when you watch a scene when, I mean, it's usually newer people. It's like, all right, here's someone who looks and sounds just like a normal person who's doing something insane. Yeah. And just like, all right, why? Now you have to explain to me why someone who looks and sounds just like you is doing something mm -hmm. that that person would never, ever yeah. do. He's running around saying, Roar, I'm a huge butt. Something yeah, like that. Mm -hmm. that, is a, that is a classic in <laughs> <character laughs> great, great scene as of right now. Mm -hmm. All right, anything, anything else for Alex? Yeah. Uh, I was just wondering, who's your favorite president? Oh, my favorite president? Oh, uh, gosh, well, there's probably different ways to classify that. Probably like just as, as being a president, it probably would be FDR. Um, but then uh, one of my favorite presidents, uh, I, I don't think he was a particularly good guy, but I'm fascinated by him, is James Polk. Uh, dude just stole a bunch of land um, and like was fascinatingly good at being president, even if he applied that towards a lot of evil. Um, any president that didn't really want to be president that bad, I find really funny. Like, um, uh, like Teddy Roosevelt did want to be president, but he didn't, he didn't really see it coming. Uh, until McKinley got shot. I always find that funny. Chester Arthur flat out did not want, he was just like a lackey, uh, and then Garfield got shot. Like, I always find those people fascinating to read, like, the humanity of that, to be like, guess what, you're president now, and be like, I'm, oh, no. <laughs> like, I'm a party stooge. I don't want to be president. Is so fascinating to me um, that I always like reading about those guys. Um, but in, he, the, the short answer is probably uh, FDR. Miles? I know not, uh, 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 George Washington. Because <laughs> he was the first, and I can remember that. Uh, all right, let's leave that there and do a set.
25 minutes or so of long-form improvisation for you, and all we need to get us started is a suggestion of anything at all. Van. What? Van. <laughs> he said van. He said van. He said it the same way that was weird three times. Van. <laughs> van. Van. Yeah. Starts to hypnotize you. Just <laughs> driving in a straight line, it feels like those What's that road? <laughs> Why don't you pull on over? I'll, I'll, I'll take over, huh? can't wake up now, though. Road trip. I can't wake up after road, 30 minutes driving. Road, road trip. Man, I'm not driving all the way to fucking Marfa alone, all right? Martha. Marfa. 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 Nah. Marfa. You should have to told say. me. Yeah, it is very fun to say. You should have just told me you don't want to drive. No, I'm, I'm cool with doing my fair share. No, you're not cool, though, because you either spoke to the road or pretended to speak to the road just to get me to take over. <laughs> How long have you driven? In my life? or No, this trip. I've been, I drove for six hours. You took over for 30 minutes, and now I've been driving for another minute. All right, so I'm a little behind. That's all. <laughs> that was a rough 30 I did, though. It wasn't, it wasn't <laughs> great for me, either. It was terrifying. <laughs> so dark out here. Man, you are being a dick. <laughs> ah. So tell me about Marfa. Uh, well, you know what? It's a little liver-long slave in the middle of Texas. Real artsy. I think we'll get a couple good gigs down there. Everyone loves the sort of shit we do. You know what? They're gonna like the, the punk rock element. They're gonna like all the sort of visual art we throw in there. It's gonna be great. Marfa. On the road leading into it, there's a thing called the Marfa lights. Some people think it's UFOs. You see these unexplained lights. 
and then just give it a bottle. I gotta see that. Yeah. Man, I'd do anything to see an alien. Can you imagine that? I bet they'd be bugs. You bet they'd be bugs? <laughs> I bet they, I, I bet on their planet they would have like their atmosphere would have made them like the bugs able to survive better than mammals. Yeah. And so the bugs would have like gotten huge and intelligence <laughs> and, and like developed industry and all that and probably made some you know bug rocket ship and traveled out in space and think man if yeah, they're bugs, they've gotta be bugs. <laughs> Could be, it's a water world. So they're all fish, like the whole, there's no land. So instead of crawling up on the earth, whatever those creatures were, they stayed fish, but then they became like fish people, like Namor. And so then they are living on the ground in some sort of like, you know, under the water and like castles and stuff, but then they still develop their spaceships, presumably filled with water, that then they take off and they go. It could be fish, fish aliens. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Just because you can't perceive it doesn't mean it's ridiculous. It you just cited Starship Troopers. I came up with a new one. <laughs> <laughs> Starship Troopers was made for a reason. <laughs> the government knows things. Government didn't have anything to do with Starship Troopers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure something no. leaked. Something leaked. Uh, it's explicitly anti-government in war. <laughs> just as much sense. More sense. I, was, I think there's more bugs in a forest than in the desert. We'll find out with Marco. Oh, there's a lot of forests in Marco? No, it's desert. <laughs> Martha. Yeah. So who's playing the bass at this gig? I figured we'd do something interesting like pull someone up from the audience and be like, guess what, man? You're the bassist. So then like, while you're drumming and I'm painting, someone's like figuring it out on the stage. I like it. Yeah. I like it. I think it'd be cool. They better not suck, man. Yeah. I mean, they'll probably suck pretty bad. No, they, if they suck, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to beat the hell out of them. <laughs> fucking up our show with their lousy bass plan. As long as you fuck them up, as long as you beat the shit out of them, like, for artistic reasons, all right? <laughs> like, if you're playing, as long as it's like you're hitting the drums and then you're hitting them and then you're hitting the drums and it's something that you can go like, whoa, that says something, I'm into it. <laughs> it's straight road. Could also be bird people. Uh, like, the, <laughs> I don't know how that would evolve, but maybe that, you know, that you can't land on the ground for some reason. Nope. Just trees. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Can't be bird people. I do think bird people is the least likely of what we would say. <laughs> Birds are descended from dinosaurs, basically. And dinosaurs didn't make it. They had their chance. <laughs> That's an interesting idea. What if it's a planet where they had their chance and they nailed it? <laughs> like they just killed it. So the dinosaurs 
like in the TV show Dinosaurs. <laughs> just a TV show called Dinosaurs? Dinosaurs? Oh, yeah. Nice. Uh, it was uh, kind of just the Honeymooners, uh, but with dinosaurs. And a uh, cranky grandma. There was a little baby that was on a t shirt. It's a cartoon, right? No, it's, uh, I guess, puppets technically, but like suit puppets. Like Jim Henson, like, like, uh, Ah, I wish I could show you. <laughs> There's a dad. It's more like The Simpsons than I was. There's a dad, a mom who looks a lot like Marge, kind of nerdy daughter, punk rock son, a baby who would uh, hit the dad with a frying pan and a grand, cranky grandma. That's a dumb show. <laughs> you know how that show ended? They probably got all killed. Yes. <laughs> a meteor landed. Killed everyone on the show. I think, I think dinosaurs attract meteors. <laughs> mm. I don't know if I think that. <laughs> yeah, you don't, you don't know, but you're thinking about it. Yeah, I'm thinking about it. I'm it like happened. It idea. happened. I think you're just attaching causality to something that was just correlation. Christ. Just look at See that? No. Look, look up there. That light ain't right. What is that? Holy shit. That light is sitting there. It's definitely not a star, it's too low. Chopper like it ain't flashing, it's just just sitting there. It's too big to be some like on a plane or it's creepy as fuck, man. I wanna look where we are, man. The desert. Not bugs. Bugs. Not bugs. <laughs> There's no reason to assume it's bugs. That, that's fucking It's bugs. just as likely to be filled with water and fish people. As it is to be bugs, exactly as likely. You can't pretend to be sleepy and talking to a road and then convince me that's a bug. <laughs> no, that's not a bug. That's a bug spaceship. Can you see them? Is it moving? No, it ain't doing nothing. It's gotta I mean, it's gotta be really far away right now, man. Yeah, but I'm flashing my lights. <laughs> We have made contact with something. We don't know what it is. 
Yeah, yeah, I know, but like it was, you know, it's work. That's a lot of fucking work. I'm sorry that's where the glacier put me, but that's just how it worked out. All right, I can't, I, I can't just pick any job. That was the job I got. I've been waiting. Thank you. What have you been up to? I, well, how have your four millennia been? I've been waiting. <laughs> Bethany, I didn't ask you to just wait for me. You could have seen your friends. You could have done anything you wanted. Oh, really? Yes. Well, maybe I did. I don't want to hear about it. Do you? Yes, I do want all to hear. The all the crazy things I did when you were gone? Yeah. Yeah, I want to hear all the crazy things. You heard my crazy things. I'm, I'm trying to make you jealous. I'm trying to imply that I did things that were untoward. Well, I didn't, even, I, I didn't even read it that way. That's because I trust you. You're a fucking idiot. That's why you didn't read it that way. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. All right? I took a 4,000-year job, and one interesting thing happened, and I thought that someone who cared about me by being interested that I did something cool. Think about that. You took a 4,000-year job, and one interesting thing happened. Yeah! <laughs> That's a shitty job. <laughs> you haven't named one interesting thing that happened to you here. You said you were just waiting, and then you lied about having an affair in such an oblique way I didn't even pick up on it. <laughs> <laughs> you must have been something interesting. Not blow up a tiny alien ship interesting, but you must have been something interesting. No. We just sat here. You know, well, <laughs> I was alone for 4,000 years. <laughs> but that's okay. Because one interesting thing happened. I'm glad, I hope it was worth it. I, just, I didn't think about how it, I don't put my arm around you, but I have to wait until something rolls me over there. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I didn't check with you or run the job by you. I should have checked in somehow. We're a fucked up alien race, you know that? Yeah, we're like the worst. We <laughs> landed on a planet where we are incapable of moving. Yeah. Remember on our planet? Oh, we were so capable of moving. Remember how the water, <laughs> the water just drifted us wherever we, we wanted to go? The nightlife was amazing. <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> and you said, no, let's go on this Let's go on this journey out into space. Yeah. Let's go on an adventure. And you know, at the time, I thought I needed that. I didn't think I didn't think I was ready to like settle down. I didn't think it was. You know, I got scared by the idea of committing hard to something. But now, four thousand years later, after my best friend was used to blow up a spaceship, I'm like, I've seen everything there is. Now I just want to be with you. Wait a minute, your best friend was used to blowing? He was on the side that hit it. I just was like looking backwards, going, what, what's happening? So this isn't even really your story. Well, I was there, you know, I was there. You, you were there. I was an actor in the story, you know. Great, great. So you left me for 4,000 years to watch someone else do something cool. Well, I'm sorry, Bethany, that you don't have the drive to do anything. I can't move. Didn't stop me. Didn't stop me from coincidentally getting picked up and thrown in a spaceship. <laughs> Is that tree new? Not to me. <laughs> Trees growing for 500 years. Isn't that the happen? This is worth a while. 
I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I didn't think you're going to come back after 4,000 years yeah. and leading me here alone. And are, are you fucking kidding me right now? I'm trying to work through this, but you are not meeting me halfway. All right, you, you just fucked up. I fucked up. <laughs> yeah, you just fucked up. Because at some point, something will cause me to get closer to you, and then you're fucking dead. No. Right. Yeah. Welcome to the next 4,000 fucking years. Fuck. Please. I can't believe you. I can't believe oh, you I can't come back. I can't listen to this. I can't listen to this. What are you going to do? I'm nothing. I'm just going to sit here because I don't have my own momentum. Oh, well, fine, <laughs> fine. Fine. Sit there. Sit there and listen. Listen to another 4,000 years of me just bitching. You're going to get tuckered out. What? You won't be able to keep this up for 4,000 years. I will. Oh, yes, I will. Yes, I will, fucker. Yes, because you're a fucker. Yes, you are. You left me for 4,000 years. You are a bad partner. You are a terrible partner. Please. 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 I went out there to seek our fortune. You went out there and got accidentally thrown in a spaceship. Yeah. And that was great. That's our fortune? That is going to be when I write the book about it. When I write a book, I was thrown in a spaceship. (laughs) We'll be set. Thank <laughs> you. 
drumsticks. I hope you're fucking happy. Look, that chick already called the cops, all right? She already called them. Fine. Sure, I killed her. I don't know why, because she already called the cops. Throw everything in the van. We'll head back down that road. Oh, that is fucking good. Thank you, man. It's not done because we're leaving. Let's just get in the van. We'll finish that road. Is that Pagoda? Yeah, it's a Pagoda. <laughs> You fucked up a great show, man. Let's just drive home. Hey, come on. He's already dead. Right, I'm just sticking the other drumstick in him. stick down into a void. That was sick. I'm not even going to pretend that wasn't badass. Why do you hate driving so much? I love driving. I love driving. That guy was pretty good in the face. He was easily the best we've ever had. That's <laughs> <laughs> 